Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to this edition of Ken McCoy Radio, kicking off our Black Music Month edition with none other than the son of the founder of Motown Records, Mr. Kerry Gordy. Kerry also worked with Warner Brothers Records. And to drop names, he's worked with some of the biggest names in the music business industry. Smokey Robinson, Rick James, Prince, The Temptations, and many, many more. He's going to give you the inside scoop on what he did, how he did it, and who he's working with next, and some background on some exclusive stories you will only hear on Ken McCory Radio. So we caught up with Kerry. Take a listen and enjoy our time with Mr. Kerry Gordy. Good afternoon. This is Ken McCoy calling for Kerry Gordy. Uh, perfect, Mr. McCoy. One second. Good morning. How you doing, man? Man, I am wonderful. Now, we we could drop names all day long. We could drop production all day long. But let's give everyone, my listeners around the world, a little bit of background, and we're going to fill in the blanks. How about that? Okay. All right. <laughs> so, obviously, you're the son of legendary Barry Gordy, right? Yeah. And you are considered, I heard the term, the Robin Hood of copyright protection, so we're going to drop into that. Okay. Smokey Robinson gave you one of the greatest compliments, and we definitely want to talk about that. And of course, uh, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> and of course, your history with Warner Brothers Records, Prince, Rick James, and so let's take it down. Let's take it down. Let's talk about how you got your start in the business other than Motown, what's been your experience? Okay, first of all, um, we can't start with other than Motown because it all started at Motown. But, um, well, I started uh, in the mailroom at Motown at 14 years old. Um, I was able to uh, maneuver, the whole, um, maneuver the whole building and understand the concept of, um, of how, a, uh, of how a, a big company works and all of the different divisions that you have to have to actually to run a company. My, my father's company was set up very ergonomically, so therefore when I was delivering the mail, I would start by uh, getting everybody's mail and then going through the A&R department and you know, figuring out what the, what the A&R people did, the artists and repertoire, the people who were responsible for all the music and the artists. Um, and then I would go. Uh, then I would go to the finance department, and I would see what they would do in the finance, uh, the finance department, and how you know bills were paid and stuff like that. Then I would go through the business affairs department, and I would see how all the deals were made and all the legal processes that uh, one has to go through to actually 
get get deals done. Then I would go through the marketing and promotion department, and I would see how all of that was handled with the uh, advertising and the uh, the PR and and the whole shot. Then I would go through the distribution department, and I would see exactly how we would manufacture and distribute dis- dis- distribute our records and sell our records. And so I got a very a grand understanding at a very young age of the inner workings of everything that needed to happen in the company. I then became uh, Motown's A&R uh, di- di- director, and um, in, in, in that, um, I was able to work with artists like... Um, like uh, the Temptations and the Four Tops and Billy Preston and uh, the Mary Jane Girls and Rick James and and that was a a, a great uh, a, a great scenario and um, you know also worked on uh, had a chance to work on the the Last Dragon the movie that we did uh, so I uh, it, it was a great it was a great learning experience uh, prior to that I had the uh, Opportunity to be a to have a band, a teen idol band on um, on uh, on Motown called Apollo, and we we did a you know a world tour and uh, did 246 shows in Japan alone, and the at you know at at 17 years old, it was an amazing experience uh, going around the world, having people treat you you special, having just women. Uh, falling at your feet and you know it was crazy it was just crazy right <laughs> i i knew that was coming you were the one and, and, and so uh and so then um uh, uh actually graduated up to the director of A&R where uh, i was responsible for uh, a significant portion of the roster on the artist and repertoire side right then um um then I left there to become my father's uh, 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 president uh, for the new Gordy company that we started uh, after he sold Motown. Uh, at least he sold those three assets of Motown, which were the master rights, uh, the physical name, and the artists that were on the company at the time when he sold. Uh, uh, so I, uh, I ran that company for a couple of years, and I uh, decided to go off on my own, uh, where I uh, ended up becoming a consultant, and that consultancy led me to uh, 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 consulting Prince. And um, and uh, once I consulted Prince, I did such a great job that I ended up becoming a double vice president for the company, and uh, in, a, in, a, in effect running uh, Paisley Park. And uh, we did really, really great there. And um, uh, and I did so great that Warner Brothers, which was the parent company, asked me to come on and run their urban division, uh, uh, their urban A&R division uh, for black music. And so I went over there, and I had a roster of 87 acts that I, uh, that I oversaw um, during the Warner times. Um, uh, when once uh, that Warner stint was over, I ended up becoming a uh, uh, a manager, and I ended up managing Rick James. Man, <laughs> and I had a blast, and we were just, you know, we were touring, and we were crazy, and it was fun, and it was amazing, you know, going from Prince to Rick. By the way, Prince and Rick did not get along at all because uh, when Rick opened for, I mean, when Prince opened for Rick. Uh, uh, Prince would watch Rick's show before, you know, from the night before, and then he would do pieces of Rick's show. 
<laughs> okay, and, and because Rick was the guy who started the oh, oh, right? right, but then Prince would come out in his show and go oh, oh, and then Rick would say, hey, don't be doing my show, man, you can't be doing my show, and he said, you don't have any, uh, uh, you don't have any jurisdiction over ooh, ooh. Right. So, okay, 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 Carrie, how did, now you were right in the middle of this. How did you, what could you say? You were there. This is, this is an exclusive. How could you deal with that on the road? What do you mean? How deal with it? It was nothing to deal with. It was, it was just that Prince, uh, Rick hated Prince. Prince was, to Rick, to, okay, to, to Rick, Prince was a punk, okay? And uh, to, uh, to to Prince, Rick was uh, he 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 liked to taunt he liked to taunt Rick and Prince always had this huge 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 bodyguard. The guy had to be yes. at least yes. six, six six and at, at least six six and and and, and four hundred pounds, right? Yes. So Prince would ride around uh, on this guy's back, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, and he would say, you know, he would he would taunt Rick, right? And Rick would say stuff like, I don't care how big that guy is. I will kick your tail. But he wouldn't say it like that. Right, right, of course. <laughs> right? Oh, my God. Right? Right. So it was, it, was a real, it, was, it was really fun, and it was funny, but it was real. They had yes. a serious rivalry. And remember, Prince opened for Rick, right? Okay. Uh, and, of course, Rick, didn't, Rick liked him on the show because, you know, Rick was selling out every place. So, you know, and Prince was actually helping him sell out, but Rick was getting the credit. Right? Oh, okay. Gotcha. 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 After I uh uh I did that with the um uh with 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 Rick James and I went on to uh to go into the uh the business of um uh exercise. I did some exercise videos with Debbie Siebers and we created a uh we created a phenomenon with the uh, Debbie Sieber Slim and Six. We uh we did over hundred and fifty million dollars in billing uh at me 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 as her manager and that was a great run. And then I did a couple of uh you know deals with uh, with Interscope and um and uh and, and Universal and Hidden Beach, uh Steve McKeever over at Hidden Beach. And um uh, and then uh recently I've become a copyright uh, uh, termination expert. That's where right. I actually take my, uh, I go to artists who gave up their copyrights early in their careers before they had leverage, and I uh, actually am uh, either getting them back from the major companies like Sony, Universal, Disney, and um, uh, uh, Warner, or I, uh, I have enough leverage to let them know that if they don't make me a preferred deal, then uh, I'm going to uh, pull the copyrights from them. And so uh, in most cases, both people come to an agreement. They make a deal, and all of my uh, clients get paid big time. Now, that, let's so talk about that, Carrie. Very importantly for the listeners that need clarification on that, what is a copyright? I mean, we know we hear about it, but the legitimacy of what you do in that area. We know you're an expert, but let's break it down for those people that they're not real intellectual property type people. Can you explain that a little bit further? Yeah, well, uh, okay, here you go. Um, uh, a copyright, okay, let's make it as simple as possible. When you create something, you have the right to copy it and sell it in as many ways as you possibly can. Got it. Okay. 
So therefore, when you create it, you own everything about it. And until you assign those rights to other people and other entities, you own it. You have the right to copy it. You have the right to sell it. You have the right to have it uh, uh, played, uh, performance, uh, you know, uh, right. publicly right. performed. You have all of those rights. Right, and what you do is once you have this piece of material, you send it to the Library of Congress, the Copyright Office, so that they um, so that they acknowledge that you own this copyright. Okay, and Got that you. copyright can be anything from a song to a movie to a book. You own the copyright. Excellent, excellent. We appreciate that. Just for clarification. You know, so many people are talking about little things, but you're the man that's doing it, that knows it. And, of course, you have people like Smokey Robinson that, that give you high praises for doing what you do. Yeah, so what about it? So Smokey gave you a great compliment. that He mentioned something on your clip that said this right here, and I think he's talking about the synergy and the, the expert abilities of your company. Is that correct? Yeah, well, what happens is, is I've known Smokey my whole life. As a matter of fact, <laughs> Smokey is one of the only people that knew me before I was born. So uh, <laughs> Smokey knew me when my mother was pregnant, <laughs> right? Gotcha. So, so, so we've been we've been very close for the whole time, and uh, he's known to me as Uncle Smokey. But um, we didn't start working together until recently when I realized that his copyrights were in jeopardy. He was in jeopardy of, of losing his copyrights and not being paid for them uh, or losing the right to recapture his copyrights. And then I said, hey, man, let me help you with this so that we can get you a little check or we can get you paid, right? And so that's kind of how it started. And so um, I, um, um, I did all of the copyright recapture work for him. And uh, uh, so that so that he could um, you know, now uh, have you know the ability to to tell the the major company Sony that hey listen you know I, I I need to get I need to get paid for this stuff that I gave up when I was 17 years old. Wow, wow! Now also you you have some new projects on the table. Jesse Kinch, can you tell us about him? <laughs> Jesse Kinch. Jesse Kinch is a White, uh, 22-year-old uh, rock and roll god that we found on this uh, television show called Rising Star. And so for one season, this show was on the air. It was like an American Idol, uh, like The Voice, and it was just as good. It just didn't have the correct promotion or, or whatever that was. But anyway, it goes, every week this kid, Jesse Kinch, would win every single week, and then at the end, he won the whole contest. And I was like, we got to get to that guy. The only problem is is that um, when, you, um, when, when they sign those contracts, they sign them in such a, um, a 360 fashion that they have them locked up for their records, they have them locked up for their tours, they have them locked up for their publishing, they have them locked up all the way. So um, we had to negotiate him out of that deal, and, um, and uh, out of that deal because he was pre previously signed to, M uh, to, to EMI and William Morris and and, um, and Dick Clark Productions. So we had to, to 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 deal with that. And so now we have him, and we just and when I say we, it's me and my partner, right. uh, Al Bell. 
And Al Bell, for, for you guys who, who don't know, was the owner of the second largest minority business in America for a while. Uh, the first largest was Motown, and the second largest was Stacks. And Al Bell was the owner of Stacks, you know, and they were responsible for people like um, Richard Pryor and Otis Redding, and, and, and he did the, uh, you, you remember the theme from Shaft? Yes, oh, yes. <laughs> Yes, so he did the theme from Shaft, and and he had the staple singers. Remember, I'll take you there. Yeah, oh yes, right? I do. Yep. Or who's making love to your <laughs> old lady? Why you out making love? Remember that? Boy, you taking us all back, taking us all back, man. That's right. So that's my partner. That's my partner now. Uh, and I love him because he's an amazing marketer. He's an amazing marketer, and um. Uh, he's a marketing genius. I remember he told me uh, when they were when they were dealing with Isaac Hayes, they were like, "Well, they got this guy. He's got this great deep voice, but you know, he's not the he's not the best looking guy in the world." Now I said, "Yeah, just uh, make him bald headed and put some chains on him, and don't let him not wear no shirt." And the girls will think he's sexy. <laughs> God, they'll think he's a mandingo. Oh my God! But that's marketing, right? That's marketing. Right. Very simple. Marketing uh, and PR is what you want the public to perceive about your act, not what they really are. See, we made a mistake because when we marketed um, Rick James, we made him the super freak. And you know, when when I met Rick James, he was Jan he was uh, uh, um, Rick Matthews. And then he became, I mean, he was James Johnson, then became Rick Matthews, then became the Rick James that we know right. of, right? But the point is, is when he became the Rick James, our marketing team made him the super freak. They made him the, 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 the people, you know, that what, what people would aspire to be in the rock and roll uh, uh, era. Certainly, the certainly. The problem was is that he forgot that he was Rick Matthews, and he forgot that he was James Johnson. He he started believing the marketing, so he really believed he was a super freak, right? <laughs> In real life, right? So you got to be careful. You got to be careful, you know, not to um, not to believe the hype. Because as it, when, it, when, it, when it boils down to it, you're still that same person that you were when you walked into, the, um, into that uh, bohemoth, into that machine. And that, that is a great term for it, is a machine. And there's multiple parts to it. So I appreciate that. Yeah. De definitely. Now, how do you keep up your energy? Let's tell everybody about that. Okay. Uh, I keep up my energy because my... My uh, life is surrounded by uh, love and fun and honesty and integrity. So um, everybody that works with me, like uh, my boy Andre here who, uh, who set up the thing with, with us and, 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 and Chris and uh, Chris Bridges, uh, you know, everybody's got a great attitude and we love each other we don't just like each other we love each other and when things work for one they work for all and everybody wins so we're around here giving high fives to each other <laughs> all the time because our, our and we have a company that's unusual because 
it doesn't seem like we should be getting as much work done as we do because we have too much fun. And we hang out with each other because not only are they my, um, my employees and my workers, but they're, they're my friends, and I genuinely like to be around them. So I have a great, um, I have a great uh, just, it's, it's a great scenario for keeping the energy up. It's a great scenario for keeping the enthusiasm up. And then, you know, I have a great life. I have a great wife. I have a great, um, I have a great daughter. And uh, me and my wife just celebrated our 30th wedding anniversary. Congratulations, man. But, but by the way, um, people don't even think I'm 30 years old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got all the was, energy, you got the passion, you have the persona yeah. and the professionalism. Yep, yep. And I, and, and I have the ridiculousness and I have the stupidness and I'm very, very, uh, uh, I'm, 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 I'm crazy. I'm, when I say crazy, I don't mean like insane. I right. just, I'm just fun all the time because I believe that life is about um, a positive, you know, a positive thing. I don't, I don't, I, I think that in this business, people th- take things too seriously. We are not brain surgeons. Our patients don't die. Our patients, you know, play in front of thousands of people and make people feel happy. That's what our patients do. And for some reason, people take that way out of context. We're in the entertainment business. Thank, and it thank should you. Be, and if you are not having fun in this business, you shouldn't be there. Man, 